This is Trinity Western University's Chapel Podcast, where our daily chapel gatherings are captured and shared for the TWU community. Whatever your day looks like today, we're glad you're tuning in. opportunity we all have to stop in the midst of a busy day and all the churn that is going on in the life of a student in mid to late November and just reaffirm the things that we have just sung and said to me that is an awesome thing I mean that's that is a great privilege so thank you all for the ways that the team contributed that and you all for being here and us having opportunity to think about things that really do matter and are bigger than than you and I I've got good news and I've got bad news, though, to start. Three weeks from today will be the first day of finals. I know. So that's sorry to do that to you, but hey, that's, the end is near. And I don't mean that in an apocalyptic sort of way, but it's coming. So uh, with that said, let's pray, and then we'll get rolling with what we have today. Lord, thank you so much again for just what the truths of what we just sang and the truths of your word we pray that you would take this time and push back the things that encumber us and that hold us back. And I pray that you would, as only you can, speak to us. Strengthen me. Please strengthen me uh, for this moment. And I pray for all of us that in the midst of the busy, crazy lives that are going on behind the faces that I'm looking at, that you would bring your word and your presence to those situations. So we Commit this time to you and pray that it would be honoring to you and beneficial to uh, all of our, uh, to our desire to follow you in a deeper way. So we commit this time to you. In Christ's name I pray this, amen. All right. Well, some of you are maybe making a Christmas trip. Anybody going on a trip at Christmas? I see a few hands out there. We are. We're going to California, which is never a bad thing to see my wife's family. And when you take a road trip, one of the things that often you have to decide, you got to pick out your snacks, you got to figure out where you're going, and also pick out your playlist, what you're doing. So when we go visit my wife's family, it's just, I just cannot help but think of this song when we get there. So I'm going to just read the lyrics, and you see if you can tell me what the song is, okay? It goes, I think about that day, I left him at a Greyhound station west of Santa Fe. We were 17, but he was sweet, and it was true. Still, I knew what I had to do, because I just knew. Anybody know what that is? Think California? La La Land. Yes, another day in the sun is funny. I cannot drive down the 101 highway, or 110 highway, as it intersects with 105, when we leave Southern California, or arrived there to see my wife's family, that that song just pops in my mind. I just think of dancing and singing and sunshine, and it just takes me to that place. But I think we all have had times that we have songs that, that connect to a moment that we're in, that maybe they capture a, a feeling that we have. Maybe it's a summer, it's a job that you had, maybe it's a moment, a relationship, something like that, that some way it, give, it connects us to a feeling. And I was trying to think about this in my own life. One of the times that this happened was back when I was uh, in a first-year university, all right? So there was a girl that I really wanted to have a relationship with, you know, kind of my own version of the thirsty-firsty. And I 
wanted her to like me, but she really didn't want to like me. So, I mean, those were in the hair days when I had hair. What does it take? For goodness sake, if I just had Lululemon pants, it could have been a different story. But I'm glad it wasn't a different story in the end. But anyways, I would walk around campus. I had my Walkman with a cassette tape in it, okay? This is, and I would listen to Journey's Open Arms. I don't know if you've ever heard. It's this rock ballad, this huge rock ballad where he's just lamenting this love that he has for this person. And I didn't love her. I just had this big crush on her. But it captured me. There's something about that that just drew me in. It's funny now. I had to work. You would not believe how hard I had to work to even remember her name now. But at the time, you know, puppy love is real to the puppy. So I felt, I felt it in that moment. And somehow Journey singing open arms captured it for me. And I'm sure you've got the same sort of things in your life. Well, I want to talk a little bit about songs. And if you, in, in how a psalm in this case can connect us. If you don't know much about the book of Psalms, it is a hymnal that people that have followed God for millennia have uh, turned to. And that they have found a way to express things that they can't find a way to express in another way. And that's an amazing thing that I'm reading and praying something that people for thousands of years have done the same thing, that now people all over the world are reading and praying through the same things. And that is just remarkable to me. But what the Psalms do is sometimes when you're really high, there's a Psalm for that. If there's a time that you're going, why, God, take this away? Why is this happening? There are songs that express lament. There are songs that talk about the what would it be like if God came and delivers all of those, the gambit of things that you could imagine about a relationship with God and a love for God and the highs and lows in that, they're expressed in the Psalms. And so I want to put together just in a brief way what I think could be on your playlist getting from now to the end of the semester, how the Psalms may have a word for you. And it comes out of an experience I had when I was a university student. I was getting ready to graduate from Texas Tech, and I began a time I mean, I felt like could, it was the worst possible time where I went for a year and a half into a time where God was silent. His presence, his leading, any kind of feeling that I had in a relationship with God was just like, if you can imagine a wick being extinguished and that, that uh, smoke thread going up and me trying to grab it, and poof, it was gone. And for a year and a half, that was the case. So I was feeling something that I could not put words to. And part of what helped me put words to it was Psalm 37. And that's what I want us to take just a moment uh, to look at. And that's my own, you know, out of this experience, this really resonated with me. Well, Psalm 37, just to give you a little context, is, is, is someone who follows God in the face of adversity. And in this case, it's the unrighteous or the wicked. Why is it these great things are happening to them? They have the land in this case, and we have nothing. Why, God, is that? So that's the context that we start to get to the words that we're going to focus on here to begin our time. And that starts with verse 1, and it says, Do not fret of evildoers, do not be envious towards wrongdoers, for they will wither like the grass and fade like the green herb. So this is stating it up. Don't worry about people that seem like they're succeeding. You can't understand. This just makes no sense. 
And then verse 2, and this is what caught me initially when I was in this moment of trying to say, God, where are you and what am I supposed to do? I just am graduating and I don't feel led to do anything. And it says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Trust in the Lord. To me, these times of difficulty and in my decades now of following Jesus, when I as we all will, find times of adversity, so often the issue is my willingness or my lack of willingness to trust God. Because the reality is you will face things. Maybe a diagnosis comes to you. We heard yesterday from Becky just the the loss of someone that you love beyond what words can describe. Maybe it's losing a job, losing a dream, losing something. But that moment... It, I have found so often it comes down to the trusting, learning to trust God. And unfortunately, the only way we really learn to trust God, meaning that we have to step out and can't have the drop back and say, you know, I could have done this myself anyways, is by us going through times where the things that we can prop ourselves up with, that we can resource ourselves and get through it, when those are gone, it's in those moments that we start to trust God. And it's so interesting, it says, in those moments where you are feeling alone and abandoned and confused, the word to us, it says, dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Um, I'm going to get to just a second what I think God is doing. But in this moment, what it spoke to me, and I think it speaks to us, and I had to learn this over time, my role is to the best of my ability... And I did it haltingly and not always the best, was to try to remain faithful to God. The moment I found when I would lash out, if I ran to something and grabbed it, be something I thought that would fix this or mend this or meet this thing in me, in those moments, it was like, well, I was running to an idol. I was running to something that I thought I could do. But what the Lord in this moment, I think, is saying to us the idea of cultivating faithfulness is to each day, and this is what it comes down to in these moments, to say, God, I, with what little bit I have, I ask that you would help me get through this day. To me, that's what cultivating faithfulness was for me. It forced me from the big, hey, I can do this and this and this and this, to this, in this moment, please help me to be faithful and to do what I believe to be good. Now, that didn't answer everything. I don't know if it fast-forwarded anything, but what it did, it got me back to this moment. And this is, you know, who knows about tomorrow? Who knows about tomorrow? The past, you can't change. You can learn from it, but you can't change it. But this is the moment where time touches eternity. And to me, this is what dwelling in the land and cultivating faithfulness. I was, uh, as I was preparing for this, I talked to my friend Dirk Gutner over in the Old Testament department. I said, uh, as it moves on, it says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. This idea of delighting. So if you're in a bad place, like this, that is one of those things that's easy to say, but it can be really hard to do, is to delight yourself in the Lord. Like what, how does somebody start to do something like that when there is nothing on the inside that makes them feel like delighting? And he said it, it he said, okay, to take the land issue, which is this psalm is about, think of it that you have been given this place of land, 
for good or for ill, this is the peace that you have. And he said, think of it like taking a bedroll and rolling it out and sitting down and saying, for this place and this moment, God, I trust you. It's not this kind of delight. I was thinking it's kind of this bubbly, effervescent. He said, in that moment, it's choosing principally not to worry. That in this moment, you say, I have, for whatever reason, this moment. And God, I hand this to you. And in that moment, we cultivate faithfulness. That's this sitting and resting and this moving to not worry principally. And this, I think, this idea of when we do that, it says he will give us the desires of our heart. We know that this is not like, hey, whatever my heart desires God gives is that in those moments, incrementally, my heart will start to be bent towards the things that God is about, the God that cares about, the things that he wants for me, that he wants me to be a part of in this world, that it's in those moments that as I delight, meaning I rest and I sit and I do my best to do this, that God in those moments will increasingly turn my affections and the things that my heart wants because we will follow what our heart desires that's the that's so much of augustine is that we are lovers we're not thinkers and that we line up our lives behind what we love so it's in those moments that our heart will start to love the things that are right and good and pure and wonderful So if that's the case, that, that he will start to, bend, to, to do those things, to me there's, a, there's an umbrella that that sits under. And to me that's what I want to focus on here uh, as we move towards the end is verses 23 and 24. It says, again, the steps of a man are established by the Lord and he delights in his way. Meaning that God in those moments, delights in us. And he said, Dirk said, what's interesting, the two words delight are different words. This word gives this notion of that he treasures us. He, it, it, says, it says in Psalm 139, as many as the sands on the seashore are his thoughts towards us. So me trusting, cultivating faithfulness, this occurs under that the steps of a man are established by the Lord and he delights, God delights in that person's way so you can know in those moments when you roll out your bedroll and you sit down and you say okay i want to in this moment be faithful to you that god delights in you in that moment and that your steps will be established meaning that you won't slip here in a minute we're going to look at psalm 121 to conclude and that's what it's saying there that our foot will not slip it's not that he he may direct our past but he establishes us establishes us in those moments where he will provide for us and i know this time of the year when you're thinking of going back home and you've got lots of different situations that you face that this i think can be just the word for you that god delights in you and that he will establish your footsteps moving forward and to me that's a beautiful thing and it goes on to say that when he falls if we fall talking about us he we will not be hurled headlong because the lord is the one who holds our hand. To me, the, as I've started to look at that phrase, the Lord is the one that holds our hand, that is not an unusual phrase, particularly in the Old Testament. And to me, it is without a doubt a picture of intimacy. Because I started to think in my life, when do I hold some, when have I held someone's hand? 
And to me, it captures lots of ways. When our kids were little, that was one of the most fun things in being a parent when they're learning to walk is holding their hand and, do, you know, doing this. And they are just loving it and laughing and just, oh, that was a great moment. Holding their hands, helping them in that moment to walk because I felt like this is such a moment in their life that I joined them in and I helped them in. I mean, my children don't walk like this now, of course. But in that moment, it was it was a great thing to hold their hand. I think of uh, my father, who's no longer living, as he became old and feeble, that he would go upstairs. Anything that was kind of, mm, he would ask for my hand for me to help him up the stairs or help him to a place. In his vulnerability, he looked for my hand to help him in those moments. And there's a, that was, because my dad was not a hand holder. Let me tell you, he was not someone that held anybody's hand. And that just showed a vulnerability that I think God is near to us in our frailty, that he holds our hand when we're learning to walk, when we're frail. When I hold my wife's hand, like, I mean, I'm not going to do this sort of experiment, but I bet if you lined up a bunch of people and I was blindfolded, I could tell when, her, when I held her hand just because I've held her hand thousands of times. I just know what that moment is like, what it feels like, how we hold hands. There's a familiarity, familiarity that only I know Probably, I'm the, I, I hope I'm the only person in the world that knows that feeling, that what her hand feels like, because there's an intimacy there, because I've done that so much. So to me, this idea that the Lord holds our hand because he, wants to, he is wanting to help us to walk, he's helping us in a feeble moment, he's, he's extending his, his hand, and we learn to love him and learn what it is to be loved by him in those moments. And finally, in this passage, it says, I have been young, and now I am old, yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken. Uh, two things. One is that this is stating that this person is looking back over their life and saying that they know that the righteous will not be abandoned. And that can be one of the things that you can face in these moments where you're just going, what is going on, is this sense of abandonment. When I went through this time that I was describing earlier on, that was exactly the feeling that I fought, was abandonment, uh, which I, had, I was not by nature, and I don't know if I'm entirely that way now, but emotional words like that were not ones that I would think of when I would describe myself, but in that moment, abandoned. And to me, this verse, as I read this however many years ago, it helped me realize that that is the case. And I want to say, and this is going to be a stretch for a bunch of people that are 19 to 22 or however old uh, everyone is here, is to th you don't think of yourself that like the 60-year-old version of yourself or the 65-year-old version of yourself. But as someone who's closer to those ages than you are, let me just give you a bit of wisdom. With all of my heart and with everything that the book of Proverbs says, we should aspire to be a wise person. To me, to be a 60-year-old fool is a travesty. But how do we become, how do I become a 60, 65, 70, da, 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 old wise person? Where I could say with integrity, I have been young and now I am an old and I know this to be true. I know this to be true. I've experienced this to be true. How does this happen? I cannot get to that 65-year-old version of who I want to be without stepping through this moment that I'm in. 
that I have learned this to be true. There are no shortcuts where I can just kind of blow up to 55 and say, okay, that was then, this is now totally different. Sometimes you, you can have huge transformations, but the kind of wisdoms, the kind of experience of seeing over time that God is faithful comes always through this moment that I'm in. I cannot not be in this moment to get to that moment. So to say, to start building the life where you can, however long you have on this earth, say, I was young and now I am older, and I can say that God has been faithful in those moments. So what I want to do is take just a moment, and I know this time of year, I talked to enough students that it is a busy hamster wheel that you guys are on with everything between projects, group projects, and your own schooling, and thinking about Christmas and what that can mean in lots of different ways. I want to take a minute and just give you um, two psalms. There's one, Psalm 27, and we'll take just two minutes for this, uh, and Psalm 121, and just give you a moment to read these over. Just pick one and say, God, in this moment, th I, this is my prayer I ask that you would, in whatever way, bring this to me. So we'll do this just for a minute, then I will dis, uh, I'll dismiss this, okay? So just to have a moment of quiet, and maybe this may be the only quiet you have in this day. Father, in this moment, we wait for you. I pray that we uh, may be strong in you, and that out of that, that we will be able to take courage. We truly believe that we will see your goodness in this land and in our lives, and we wait on that. So, Father, I pray uh, for these students, you would bless them and strengthen them. Pray that these words would be uh, the, the word that they need in this day. So we commit, uh, I commit them to you and pray a blessing on them uh, in this day and the days moving forward. In Christ's name, amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope that this message has challenged, encouraged, and inspired you as we continue learning and growing together in discipleship to Jesus. Every week, you'll find new chapel messages on our channel from local and international speakers ranging in diverse and engaging topics. So go ahead and subscribe for the latest of what's going on in chapel. Much love and happy listening.